Hello and welcome to the Sport Report's full-time whistle where we call time on the day and give you a wrap-up on what's happening in the world of sport. I'm Michael Carawana. I hope you're doing well on this Wednesday, the 7th of June. It's been a lovely day, but strap in because apparently there's going to be some quite wild weather over the next few days here in Canberra and on the east coast of Australia. But this isn't a weather podcast, it's for sports. On today's episode, the PGA has a new tagline. You can't beat them, merge with them. (laughs) The Tigers are also set to offer their struggling halfback an extension at only half his current value. Plus, the French Open is taking a leaf out of the Oz Open's book. All that and more on today's edition of the Full Time Whistle. It was the bombshell news that Australians woke up to this morning. The PGA Tour and DP World Tour have merged their commercial operations with the Breakaway Live Golf Tournament and ended all litigation. What? (laughs) The PGA Tour has signed an agreement that combines every aspect from Live Golf and the DP World Tour to form, quote, a new collectively owned for-profit entity. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monaghan said in a statement that after two years of disruption and distraction, this is a historic day for the game we all know and love. To create an organisation that will benefit golf's players, commercial and charitable partners and fans. The news has been very hit and miss with the golfers though, with many who plied their trade with the Saudi back to live golf, calling it a great day for the sport. Not to anyone's shock, the PGA players, well, they aren't too happy. Nothing like finding out through Twitter that we're merging with a tour that we said we'd never do that with, tweeted Canadian Mackenzie Hughes. Oh, that is frosty. But I get it. These live golfers were told they could not return. And now they've been paid a mozza over the past two years. They've been rowdy. They've had their fun. And now they're being welcomed back in. While the PGA guys, they've stayed loyal and they've had to tough it out for their paycheck. I get why the PGA golfers are shitty. It's fair to say, though, that no one, no one was expecting this news today. And whether or not, this is good for the sport. Some exciting aspects of live will be incorporated into the PGA and DP tours like the exciting team golf concept, but whether those long-standing PGA players would participate remains to be seen. The craziest part of this story, too, is Greg Norman, the man who was the face of Live Golf, the guy who the Saudis gave so much money to to promote the sport, was left out of the loop of the discussions. He only got clued in minutes before the public investment fund governor Yasir Al-Ram Ayan went on air with CNBC to announce the merger. Wow, sit down, Shark. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall of those negotiations, though. I wonder how they went down. This entire situation reminds me of that one scene in The Office where Dunder Mifflin was having their clients taken away by the Michael Scott paper company and they had to buy them out to eliminate their competition. You're talking about a multi-million dollar buyout. These are our demands. Your company cannot be worth that much. Our company is worth nothing. That's the difference between you and I. Business isn't about money to me, David. If tomorrow my company goes under, I will just start another paper company and then another and another and another. These are our demands. This is what we want. Our balls are in your court. Liv's balls were certainly in PGA's court and PGA crumbled. One of the scapegoats from the West Tigers' horror run over the past few years is set to be offered a contract extension. Brooks is there once again. He's everywhere. Showing it! Luke Brooks on debut at 
the famous SCG. Back in 2018, halfback Luke Brooks re-signed with the Tigers after an incredible season. He placed third overall in the Dallium Awards and was named halfback of the year and was ultimately offered a monster contract to deter rival teams. The deal was for five years and worth a whopping $1.1 million a season. Fast forward five years and Brooks, well, never really hit those heights again and has failed to inspire his Tiger side to any sort of finals. In fact, he holds the statistic of the current NRL player with the most caps to never play finals footy. Brooks has been tipped by many pundits that this will be his final year in the orange jersey, with a move abroad most likely, or even a fresh start at a different club in the NRL. But according to the Daily Telegraph, head coach of the Tigers Tim Sheens and his assistant Benji Marshall are gearing up to offer the playmaker a two-year extension at half the amount of money he's on now. Sheens has made it public he doesn't want to lose the 28-year-old, but if you're Luke Brooks, what do you do? He's not a million-dollar man, so wherever he goes, he'll be on less than his current contract. But does he stick it out of the Tigers, stay a one-club man and try and inspire his team to a finals berth for the first time since 2011? Or does he move elsewhere, start fresh and reinvigorate himself and maybe finally get finals football for himself? Coast Suns are the West Tigers of the AFL. No matter what they do, they can't seem to crack that finals barrier. Never in their history have they tasted that sweet glory that is being in the top eight at season's end. However, could that change in 2023? The Suns sit one win outside the top eight and have won five of their past seven, with this run including incredible wins over the Western Bulldogs and the Adelaide Crows. Yet there is one common denominator from those two wins, Darwin. Fox Footy's Nathan Buckley believes the Suns need to milk their Darwin advantage and play more games there because the Suns' game style, quote, lends itself to Darwin's conditions. Buckley goes on to say that it's unlikely the Suns would move more home games away from the Gold Coast, but that they should take one or or two more over there in eight-point games, which are games against other teams fighting for those lower spots in the finals. Basically, if you beat them, you're taking four points off them and you're getting four points too. Alas, eight-point games. It feels like a no-brainer. Why limit yourself to two games in the Northern Territory when it's basically supplying your side with superpowers? Take the extra game, maybe even two, and get yourself some extra points. Is it worthy of a rebrand? No, it isn't. But... As suggested by the fellas on the Footy with Broden Kelly podcast, the Northern Suns does have a great ring to it. Because they play in Gold Coast. Yes. They play in Cairns. Yes. They play in Darwin. Darwin. They have fan bases in all these places. Mm. Maybe two games in Darwin. Yeah. Two games in Cairns. Yeah. The rest in Carrera. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so for it, especially if the Suns could get word the 20th team has no chance of being Darwin. Mm. I would say let's do this. And lastly, a shout-out to the fans at the French Open. And I only say shout-out because the fans are acting exactly the same as the fans at the Oz Open that were ridiculed. Those in France are being branded embarrassing, disrespectful and even feral over their animated behaviour. Australian doubles player Arena Rodianova tweeted, Is it me? Well, the French crowd is especially feral this year. Normally, there is at least a little bit of logic behind it. This year, they just woke up and chose violence. Well, Arena, the answer is 
beer. Alcohol appears to be more easily accessible this year at the Roland Garros, with mobile vendors selling glasses of beer for 10 euros. Plus, the tournament has for the first time ever installed a beer station, with the Telegraph suggesting the booze has turned the tournament into a seething pit of hate. And my belief is that it's because they're not used to beer. France is a wine country, not a beer country. Maybe beer has made them grumpy. Open up a range of wine stations and they'll stay classy. Open up a range of beer stations and they become bogan like us. Regardless, you still shouldn't boo and throw hate towards any sort of player. But, like, it's not the worst idea to have a lot of fun between sets. I know tennis is a, oh, quiet sport, but lighten up! Anyway, and that's it. Your day of sport wrapped right here on the Sport Report's full-time whistle. I'm Michael Caruana. Thank you for listening. I'll chat to you tomorrow.